Welcome back to another episode of the Catholic Buzz Podcast. We're so happy that you're joining us again as we talk about various Catholic topics here together. Uh, my name is Father Daniele, and I'm always joined by Josh Sullivan Hello. over here and the sweet little angel of the podcast. It's Matt Van Milligan. <laughs> Hello. Matt, yeah. welcome to you. <laughs> Thank you for that. And Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And today, Josh is so excited because... He's been wanting to do an episode on this topic yeah. for so long. Yeah. Today, we're finally doing it. We're talking about angels, right? It's cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm just thinking about it. If Matt's the little angel on your right, <laughs> yes. what, what does that make me? <laughs> Anyways, no, That's angel, so I'm so funny. excited about it because I think it's a thing that a lot of, uh, like people don't realize the Catholic Church actually teaches angels exist angels yeah, are real sure it's not just a, a fairy legend or a myth this is something that they 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 are they are beings spiritual beings that exist now and have purpose in our faith and so like to be catholic is to believe in angels yeah and and maybe well we're just jumping right into the topic yeah. here right Sorry. Yeah. because no yeah that's good because let's before we go into what the church uh, says about yeah. angels because oftentimes i hear a lot uh people like we just did for matt in a comical way People call each other, oh, you're such an angel. Yeah. Or when someone passes away, they say, now they're an angel, or yeah. that's my little angel watching over me, or whatever it might be. Yeah. That's not what we believe about no. angels. Yeah. We don't like we are human beings. As much as we can attribute some of the characteristics that we think angels have yeah. to a human being, you know, like you're behaving like such an angel, you know, um, that might be okay. But uh, when, when someone dies, they don't become an angel. No. Right? No. Uh, but you're right. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about what the church teaches about angels. Yeah. yeah. And, and what we believe as well as what is just fact and what is myth. And then what is tradition. Right? I mean, there, and there are, there are certain things. So, I mean, if we're going to get right into it, um, the Catechism of the Catholic Church mm -hmm. has a whole section. I've printed off a bunch of pages here. Whoa. Uh, I know. See, I'm he's coming so prepared. For the you can't prepare. <laughs> I don't, I don't need to use the whole catechism, just this little piece. I've never seen this happen before. Yeah. But there is, um, they, they talk, uh, we go from 325 all the way to 350 something, right? Mm -hmm. That's the teachings on the angels in the catechism. Yeah. In the catechism of the church. And the yeah. one that specifically, uh, it talks about who they are. And it says, St. Augustine says that the angel is the name of their office, not their nature. If you seek the name of their, the name of their nature, it's spirit. If you seek the name of their office, it's angel. That's number what in the catechism? Number uh, 329. Wow. And so from what they are, spirit, from what they do, angel. So their purpose, I mean, so that's, and so that's why we don't call like because when you die, your soul goes to heaven, you are technically then spirit. You are of spirit, right? But it's what you actually do or your, what, like your nature of what they do that makes you an angel. An angel. Yeah. And that, so you're, you are a human. <laughs> yes. And, and your soul, you're a human um, in, in that sense. You're not an angel. But an angel is a being, is a being that, and there is, uh, we were talking about earlier on, there's multiple different types of angels. There's not just one angel. We have yeah. people know familiar with guardian angels sure. or the archangels. We pray St. Michael, the archangel, um, asking for him to protect us, right? Or asking for God to send mm -hmm. him to protect us. Uh, but there's other angels that we've experienced in the Bible. And there's actually apparently nine, I think it was nine choirs. Now, again, so that what the church actually teaches, mm -hmm. angels exist. Yes, and that we know they exist and we know that they've appeared in the Bible in human form. We have three different kinds, uh, three different 
ones that appeared in the Bible in human form, St. Raph. Raphael or Raffle, depending on where you're Raphael. from. Raphael. Yeah, say yeah. Raphael or Raffle, depending on where you're Raffle. from. If you're from Cornwall area, it's Raffle. St. <laughs> Raffle. Um, Sounds like a raffle. Like yeah. You go buy a ticket. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, but if you're, um, so you have St. Raphael, you have uh, St. Michael, and then you have Gabriel. Uh, Gabriel yeah. St. Gabriel. And so. The archangels. And the archangels. Yeah. And they talked about that. It, the nature of what they do defines the angel itself. Whereas, yeah, because the word angel means, and it is like you're saying, it describes what their function is. It's a, angels are messengers, yeah. right? So angels are me- that's their function. Yeah. Their function is to be a messenger of God to humanity or to whoever it might yeah. be. And archangels are messengers with a, a message of importance. That's right. That's what, de- that's what separates them from, Yeah. You know? And so, so it says here, so, I mean, now this part is from Catholic Answers, but it's uh, breaking it in. It's more tradition, and it's what theologians in the Catholic Church have talked about. So St. Thomas Aquinas and those types of things. It is not doctrine in the church, what, what we're talking about. In angel- angels exist, and there are angels there, and there are different types of angels. We know mm-hmm. that. But the type that we're talking about now is more through tradition and through what... Catholic scholars have said. And so we have the angels, and they're the ones that serve over guardianess on the people. Right. And then you have the archangels, which deliver God's most important messages to mankind. And so that's the next step up of angel, if you want to think of it that way. And then you have the principalities, and they care for the earthly principalities, such as nations or cities. Hmm. And so uh, the, princi- the, the, the choir of angels called principalities, those are the ones that are looking over Canada or looking over, you know, very specific areas or groups uh, on earth. And then, so those are the ones that are involved with human affairs. Then we jump up to a next class, and the next class or the next area of angels uh, has three choirs in it. The choirs of uh, powers, and the powers they confront and fight evil, sorry, confront and fight against evil forces opposed to God's plan. Uh, The virtues whose name originally suggests power and strength, they implement the orders of dominion and govern over the heavenly bodies. So they're like, they're, they're like the, uh, the military police, if you will, over angels. They're the ones that, uh, that go over angels. They're the HR department of heaven. That's right. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. The HR department, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then you have the dominions or the uh, dominations. Those are the ones who invoke authority and they govern over the lesser angels. So they're kind of in control of... And that's and that's yeah. again through Saint Thomas Aquinas. And right, there's a scholars. hierarchy. There's a hierarchy yeah. in angels, and um, yeah, and then and then from there, okay, that's the that's the one, and that's those three choirs provide God's uh, plan for the entire universe, and then we go into the next level of angels, which is the one closest to God, and they don't really have anything to do with humans per se or God's earthly role, but they talk about the thrones, and they symbolize divine justice and judicial power, contemplating God's power and justice. So mm-hmm. they're the ones that you know, are involved with that. The, the cherubims, which are full of wisdom, and that's basically, they talk about their wisdom and God's plan for his creatures. And then the seraphims, or the burning ones, are the most intense, flaming love of God. And they're kind of, uh, in, the, in the tradition that we believe in, that they're the ones closest to God. They're the ones that are most involved with God in the sense of being there. Yeah, and if any of these sound familiar to people listening yeah. today, it's because we often hear these terms in the mass. Yeah. The seraphim and cherubim. We know we say together with the seraphim of angels, the cherubim of angels, the throne right in the Eucharistic prayer. The, uh, the thrones and or the preface of uh, the preface yeah. of the mass, I should say. The thrones and dominions, the powers of angels, all this stuff. We say that and then we but right before we um, say 
uh, holy, 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 holy Lord, Lord. Yeah. God of hosts. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not realizing that you're saying when you say powers and dominions and thrones. Yeah, we're calling those, on the angels. Those those are classes of angels or, or or choirs of angels. That's a very specific choir. Yeah, and I remember. I don't know, Matt. Maybe you can uh, help us here. I don't know who said it, um, but um, there was. I remember reading. They it was a saint, I believe, that said, "When you're at the mass, you're not alone there." Yeah. In the building with you are the angels who are there present with you. And there's also a piece of art that, that oh, yeah. has depicted the mass being celebrated, you know, and the priest down here and the people down here and the whole host sort of, of host of heavens yeah, is, I is present. That. And so we call upon them during the mass, yeah. right? That they're, that they're present with them. It's really beautiful. We don't, we don't think about that. No, you know? yeah, there was. Uh, I think that was part of our RCIA when we were talking about um, that uh, you enter a different kind of temporal ordering or an ordering of time and space when you enter the mass, um, and that there there are a number of Renaissance depictions where you have a celebration of the mass, and then above that is being opened up into um, the the. the uh, uh, joining in a participation with the angels in in glorifying God. Yeah, the mass where um, I have a priest friend who always says every single mass it's where heaven meets earth mm -hmm. at the mass. He always says that at the beginning of the at the beginning of mass. Now, the other cool thing too, I think, is angels don't look like what people expect angels to look like, right? Mm -hmm. And so they we expect them um, they when they have appeared to humans in the Bible, they appear as people. Right? Yeah, yes. We, we, don't even, we don't even know that, that specifically. A, a lot of yeah. uh, our, our attempts to depict that or whenever right. you see it, You're right. that it's, you know, it comes as kind of an ethereal kind yeah. of version of a person. But it, it, there, there isn't a lot of, um, there are instances in the Bible where angels are mistaken for people. So I guess that, that does kind of support, right. support that idea. But when, when they encounter the archangels, there's no real physical description of, right. of what they look like. Um, so a lot of times, and, and what Father was saying, it's like we have this kind of culturally imbued idea of what angels, angels are. are yeah. And it's like, um, you know, a, a, especially if you're interested in kind of Renaissance art, it's like angels are just Roman soldiers with wings <laughs> and, a halo, yes. and a halo sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, or that you have the kind of emperor's new groove, that you have the... the <laughs> on either the, side the of you. on the one <laughs> side. <laughs> the right and that they're like, they're just having this kind of constant cosmic battle between... Good and evil, but uh, when we we take it into uh, there's again a meme on the internet. Yeah, um, there's like what, what what angels look like in the Bible and what angels look like in so you have that kind of cartoonish depiction. It's like, but even if you look in the Book of Revelation, you they have talk about it, they're covered in eyes. Like they're yes. like they're, 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 they're kind of these these bizarre, bizarre descriptions. And again, Revelation is. Uh, it, it written and intended to be read a certain way yeah. um, that you, you don't necessarily just kind of take it at face value because a lot of the imagery in Revelation is symbolic imagery. It means um, something, yeah. Yeah, so it's it's we need to kind of uh, separate ourselves from the kind of uh, the Bugs Bunny yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, idea yeah. of angels to right. actually have a serious conversation about you know what what who they are, what their function is, kind of eschatologically and like yeah. in the whole kind of narrative because. Um, if you think about it, it's like that you could have um, uh, a version of salvation history that doesn't include angels at all. That God could have created humanity directly. That, that, that there's you could move them out of the. It, it would have a different different implications on you know 
um, the nature of justice and then like the, the the fall of man was preceded by the fall of the angels mm, yeah. and that's that's significant or that's important for us to kind of understand how um, angels and demons kind of interact and affect kind of the, the world as, as we understand it um, but it is it, it, taking them out of the equation or like imagining a scenario where they're removed from the equation it, it does kind of bring your attention to you know what they actually do or what they actually add to our to understanding yeah. faith. And, that, and that's a good, like you said that too, angels and demons, right? So demons are, are fallen angels and they've had that, like we talk about angels have, was it free will? So right from the catechism, the existence of spiritual non-corporeal uh, beings that sacred scripture usually calls angels is a truth of faith. The witness of scriptures is a, as clear as the unanimity, un, un, unanimity, unanimity, thank you, that's why you're here. Of tradition. <laughs> and the only reason. And the only reason. Yeah. I have no. written on my hand. Yeah. <laughs> the but, word of the day. But, but the idea, so, but we believe that they had free will and intelligence. Like they are beings that have intelligence mm -hmm. and free will. Yes. And so, but that their free will, they had a choice. Right? And they chose because, because their, their job or their, it, it is, they don't have bodies. And so because of that, their whole existence, their whole their whole nature, is in of themselves their job and everything, mm -hmm. right? And so they have that decision to make at the beginning. Where does that come from? Do we know where that this is? That through tradition? Is that through that they have free will or that they they had a, they had a choice? There, well, because yeah. there's some mention of of Saint Michael and all that stuff in the Bible in Revelations. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I think Re Revelation is our main kind of scriptural source for, for that 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 narrative. Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the fall of the angels, taking with him a third of the stars from the sky, like a, yeah. a, a third of the um, angels, the heavenly host. That yeah. um, uh, from that we can infer that angels have free will. Um, but you were talking a little bit uh, earlier about um, that angels are that there's there's no division between kind of their will and their nature. That they that they have a very specific nature. Um, that um, there's some kind of uh, interesting kind of theological speculation that it was like, okay, if if um, an angel chose to reject God, yeah. can they repent of that? Can they can they go back or can can mm. they turn back? But um, I think uh, citing that um, that that uh, Thomistic idea from, that we get from Thomas Aquinas that um, that angels aren't. Uh, aren't you know <laughs> a bunch of Roman citizens with wings? That that, that they aren't just a bunch of people. Um, that we th we think about um, um, people in terms of or like uh, the scientific term of like species and genus. That you have yeah. manifestations of yeah. a specific species. Um, from Thomas Aquinas, uh, we have the idea that angels are actually their own species. Each angel is it's a own. species unto itself. itself. Exactly. Um, and with that kind of categorical designation comes a very specific nature. Yeah. Um, and I guess uh, from there, kind of the Thomistic argument is that the, the, their will can't be separated from their nature. They can't, um, they can't go back or they can't kind of <laughs> renege um, on kind of specific acts of their will. Um, so the, the idea that, um, that their decision effectively formed in a concrete way their nature. Um, so that, that they have free will, but not necessarily in the same way that, that humans have. That we yeah. do. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so unlike us, who can go back and ask for, 
you know, forgiveness and, and turn around and be, and, uh, but angels don't, don't have that sort of same, uh, they're not the afforded that capacity. Same. Yeah. yeah. Well, interesting. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, the yeah. seraphim, yeah. we were talking about the highest yeah. in the choirs. Now, this is where Lucifer is. This, it was a choir of angels. Yeah. yeah. So the choir of angels, seraphim, the ones that are closest to God. Yeah. That's where we believe that Lucifer was one of that choir. Who chose? Yeah. Free will chose yeah. to go against the uh, go, go against God. God's plan. God's plan. Whatever. Can't go back on that now, right? And uh, but also doesn't want to. Yeah. Doesn't want to. Right. Like and, that, and that, I think that's that's built right into the nature. Is that there is no oh I wish I could but I made a mistake. That's not in the nature of of the of the angels that have that have chosen to go against God's plan. So they. Yeah, and again, this this is an argument that's an inference from Thomas Aquinas' exactly. characterization of angels, and, and and it does constitute part of the tradition, but it's not necessarily, it doesn't need to be accepted dogmatically or you know. At that's this, right. This that's right. And when we talk about fallen angels, that's what we're talking yeah. about. We're talking about angels who have made the free will choice to turn their backs on God. Yeah. 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 And 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 the same kind of idea, like and demons, demons, angels, fallen angels. Same. I mean, sorry, demons and fallen angels. I think we're talking about the same thing there. Yeah. People now, and, and, and the cool part about that is just as, hu- as, as angels aren't Roman soldiers in, with wings, demons aren't that way either, right? No. And so realizing that they aren't the pitchfork with the ears and, I mean, the yeah. horns and the, and the, and the tail um, necessarily. That seraphim, like as a seraphim, Lucifer, I love the depiction because we're just getting out of Easter and stuff. We watched The Passion of the Christ. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to my kids as we were watching The Passion of the Christ about uh, how they depict uh, the devil in that one. And they actually did it on purpose. They picked a woman to play the actor, but they recorded the voice of a man. Because, again, angels don't have a gender, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so um, because of that, they took a voice, of, I mean, they took the, the beauty of a woman and they put a voice of a man to, to give it a little bit of distortion. And then they, and then um, the way, like, if you're looking at it, if you take the music off and you take all that stuff, it could be a beautiful woman. Like it could be, it was a beautiful being the way that they depicted the devil, which I think turned people off. There's a, some creepy nature to it, but there was it was a beautiful being. Uh, and my boys are saying, "Oh, I, I didn't think the devil be would be looking like." If you look at here, no, he was like the devil was a seraphim. So, and I, we say him, and but. That's because we don't say it. But that's in the very nature of of, uh, of the evil one as well. That's right. You know, it presents as beautiful yeah, and enticing. Right. Mm-hmm. And then right? d- dysfunctional. But it's and really dysfunctional and distorts things, distorts the beauty of things. Yeah, right? it, in that, this is a little aside again, but I, I looked into it because of that, was was during the crucifixion, during the Passion Play. Um, the Jesus is getting scourged. And the uh, the devil is walking around with what looks to be a baby, yes. and then turns around to be like a weird, ugly man. Yeah, um, man baby, man baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just really, really like wow. What, what? And I was like, what is the symbolism behind that? But the symbolism was exactly that was the distortion of taking something beautiful, beautiful. like a baby and pure, and then distorting it into like when you actually because when you first see it, you're like, oh, it's a baby. And then when it turns around, it shows his face. It's like, oh, but that's what the devil does, right? Taking that and distorts it. So okay, so people at home are, you know, pra- practicing their faith. They 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 love their faith. What what do angels? Why are angels important to sort of the the lay Catholics sort of sitting in the pews? What is the, what is the importance to know about angels for them? 
And what, what do they do? What can they do to appreciate more the gifts that God has given through these species of uh, species of the right thing? To yeah, say? Yeah. Angels, yeah. yeah. Well, I think like it's it's important to understand because we the, the, on a practical level, yeah, we know that angels exist. Yeah, we know that angels have kind of specific agency um, in communicating and you know supporting God's plan. So. We, we can make appeal to that in, in prayer. So we, we talked in an early episode about um, guardian angels, that you, you can pray that your, your guardian angel <laughs> protect you and guide you. And, um, you know, we have a specific prayer for that. Um, towards the end of Mass, we've been saying the, the, the St. Michael, Michael prayer the that, was, that was instituted by Pope Leo... Oh, I think Pope, it's in Pope that. Leo. This is this is the one I was wrong about. This is Pope Leo the Thirteenth. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. I Actually, it was one of the I'm so glad you yeah. brought that up because um, Pope Leo the Thirteenth did uh, initiate this. Well, yeah. wrote wrote yeah. this prayer to Saint Michael the Archangel, and mandated, I believe, that it was prayed at the end of every mass. Yeah. Correct. The practice fell apart where. Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't know how how firmly it was established then, but if if, yeah, I if that continued for a number of years, okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would, just, <laughs> and I, I'm just going to assume around Vatican II is when yeah. is when maybe. maybe the practice stopped. However, um, a couple of years ago, the Pope said that the Saint Michael the Archangel prayer should be prayed at the end of Mass. Yeah which started uh, people to say, like, why? Where's this tradition come from? And all yeah. these things. Some people remembered that from, from far ago. And some people said, well, that's kind of strange. And um, in our parish community here, on the Feast of St. Michael, Michael the Archangel in 2020, we started the tradition of praying the prayer of St. Michael the Archangel. And I must say, um, I can recognize the spiritual fruits of pray of our community praying for the protection of yeah. Saint Michael the Archangel, I really can, yeah. you know. And and people now, like I encourage people even before we start praying it as a community to pray it every night before bed. Like yeah. I pray it every night before bed. Um, do you mind if I yeah go for it quickly? Because there's something really really cool about the the way that the the Saint Michael prayer is worded. That it's um, uh, cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruin of souls. Yeah. Um, that it's an appeal to Saint Michael to cast into hell Satan and all evil spirits. That a lot of times, again, addressing yeah. misconceptions about like how people view yeah. kind of the, um, a lot of people pit like the God and the devil as these two opposing forces of good and evil that yeah. are like on par <laughs> and like battling yeah. over, you know, the, the history of humanity. That it's, it's not, Satan is a created being. being. From God. That, <laughs> that it's not like that, you know, God is above the, this dynamic. Right. Yeah. And that it's a much more appropriate um, uh, way to put, okay, St. Michael against Satan. Um, and we talked, uh, this, is, this is episodes ago, about um, uh, that God uses humility in kind of historically ironic ways, that it's, it's uh, fitting that. Um, God overcame Satan, one of the most powerful beings he's created. Yeah. Uh, Choir means number of Mary. one. Yeah. That it's that that a True. humble um, uh, um, handmaiden yeah. accepting God's plan for her life was the efficient means of effecting the salvation of the world. Yeah. That um, 
God uses Saint Michael, who is a lower, lower angel um, yeah. rank of of angels as the effective means of um, purging Satan from the world. Yeah, um, and it, it, like that that God uses humility, that God uses a willingness to reconcile our will to His. Yeah, um, to you know affect affect that salvation. That's neat. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the fact that when you said like what. I think it's important for people to know that this this happens. This is actually going on, mm. and the church teaches that it is something that is going on. There, we have the physical world that we can see around us, but there's also a spiritual world. And so, um, I don't know about you, but we we talked about spiritual warfare. Um, there are times I really notice it's really kind of funny is is when there are things that are going really like if my family all of a sudden I know, I know this growing up, my family all of a sudden really started just fighting with one another. And it was just a lot of unpeace in the home. We would my, I remember my mom just saying, "Okay, whoa, 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 what is happening soon?" For good, like what are we going to do as a family? What are we? And sometimes we we put on retreats and some things. Like, but like, yeah, next week was a retreat. Like we're all fighting, bickering, and it's like it is living in a hellhole sometimes. And and it was my mom going, whoa, 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 what's going on here? What's gonna happen? Oh, in a week from now, we are putting on this big retreat. Some lives are gonna, you know what? There's, so there's a spiritual warfare. There's yeah, exactly. There's just a, so in. we yeah. would just pray against spiritual warfare. Any kind of like, and again, we won't have to worry about it because God's got His team in place. Who are trying to ruin us, but they're in place, and so we just have to pray. Okay, God, you know what? We give it to you. You like, like you said, it's not a balanced. It's not a balanced scale. This is God <laughs> with all His angels and stuff, and then a third of them dropped out, and they're over here. Like, like you know, this is not a. This is not an even playing field that we have to worry about at all. At all. And so just giving it over and just saying, hey, if there's if there's things that are bugging you or things that are, um, yeah, just give it over to God. Say, hey, no, God, take care of it. He has his messengers. He has his guys working in the background that can help influence, not influence, help make his will happen. And I, I love it. With the angel, like Jesus refers to it in the in the Bible and says, do you not think at this moment I can just snap my fingers and then the myriads of angels, angels would come by and swipe everybody up? I, yeah. Like Jesus was calling upon that nature and that knowledge of angels, just like, hey, I could do this, but I'm not. So obviously, let it go. Let let let, let this happen. This is my will. This is God's will. Would there be a particular place in the scriptures that uh, either the description of angels or a story of a, of an angel uh, is maybe like stands out to you more? Uh, because I know you, we were talking about the description of angels comes from Revelations, yeah. but like there are some like you said, Jesus call, can call upon this. Yeah. Angels, you know, and why I thought of that was because in the text that you you yeah. provided for us, it did mention that in Eucharistic prayer one yeah. in the Mass, when you use Eucharistic prayer one, the priest calls that the angel from heaven take this sacrifice up, up yeah. to have, like, altar on the It's yeah. so beautiful, but in the scriptures, it's full of. Really full beautiful things yeah. like that too. Like, is there something that stands out for you? If you go into well, if you go into it, so at the end of the catechism. So if you go into the catechism, it's right at uh, three fifty four. Um, if you go into the catechism, look that up. They have a list of probably I can't even count that real quick now. About thirty, maybe thirty Bible references where it talks about saints. angels are mentioned. Yeah, yeah angels are mentioned, yeah. and and maybe not always. Maybe it's Saint Augustine. I see some of their Saint Francis of Assisi and one. So it's not always Bible, but most of it is Bible. Right. So probably at least twenty and maybe ten uh, saints, or I mean saints that have written about angels um the one that i love though is is that if you look at almost every time an angel appears to mary to whoever it's peace be with you mm -hmm. and so if you're thinking about how angels look yes. or how angels don't look <laughs> more like 
every time an angel appears to a human, peace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're going to get freaked out. I know that. I know that. You're not used to this. Okay, peace be peace with you. Be with you, yeah. you know? And then that's, that's, I don't know if there's a favorite story of mine. I mean, one of the people in Tobit is uh, St. Uh, Raphael. And a lot of people don't know about him as mm -hmm. much as they know about St. Gabriel, because we talk about Saint that Michael. all, you know, yeah. and St. Michael, we say the prayer. But go look up St. Uh, Raphael and see what he does and, right. and, and how he directs people and how he is the messenger of God in that situation. Um, but yeah, peace be with you. Whenever that, whenever that is being said. And then Jesus, again, in his fullness and glory, he, he talks to people after he's resurrected. And he right? says the same thing. He says, every time he peace appears, be peace you. be with you. So you got to think that there's a spiritual side, like he's, he's appearing now more in glory because mm -hmm. he's conquered death at that time. He's given up the sacrifice and, and every time. So now angels, not are on par, but they're appearing in a similar light, if you will. Yes. That Jesus appears. There's like a heavenly appearance or That's something. That's right. That yeah. People, yeah. I mean, you think about it, like we talked talk about, like an angel appears to you. Regardless if they're attractive looking <laughs> or, or, not. or hideously looking, there's still this heavenly sort of glow about them. I mean, we would be frightened. Yeah. Like, you know, you just kind of walk around like, oh, and, you're, and you're startled, you know? Yeah, because yeah. but I, I have picked up on that too. And uh, we've, we've talked about it here at church on Sundays when the readings come. That's the first thing out of their mouth usually is yeah. peace <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. or do not be afraid. Do not be you know? afraid. Yeah, exactly. And then, yeah. and then as much as you're picturing what they look like, could you picture what? The face of the people yeah. who are seeing them look like. <laughs> if the first thing that they have to say is, don't be afraid, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Um, I'm, uh, come on. I'm, I'm a friend. I'm a friend. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, what would you say? But yeah. Anything else that you want to uh, add, Josh, about No, that's, that oh, that's it. On? I just want to kind of open the yeah. conversation up, Catholic Buzz style, uh, <laughs> allowing people to start talking about angels and, and demons. I think... When we start getting into this, when you start reading into it, one of the things I have with teenagers that happens a lot when they start reading into this stuff, you don't have to be afraid. Yeah. Never yeah. worry or be afraid. This is going on for sure, but it's been going on whether you knew about it or not. <laughs> and God's got it in control. The devil wants to make you think, or the, his angel, the fallen angels, want to make you think that he's got more power than he has. But as Matt, you were saying, the devil doesn't have power to create. Yeah. He only has the power to distort. So yeah. he can twist. So he can't, he can't take a truth. He can't create something, but he can take a truth and he can twist it. Yeah. Right? And so, but you know the creator. You know the person that has ultimate power. And that person, that, that being, sorry, loves you so much and won't let another being, you know, influence that. And so if, you just, if you're scared, just, just say, hey, say Michael prayer. Say the guardian angel prayer. And then pointing out guardian angel prayer again. I think I pointed out one time. Guardian angel prayer, the angels are above us. So guardian angel, I always thought growing up, angel of God, my guardian dear, to whom God's love. I'm, I thought I was commanding my angel, but that's not the case. Hmm. We're asking to light, to guard, to rule, and to guide. Yeah. And so the guiding, asking my guardian angel for advice, asking him to protect me, but, or thanking him for protecting me, I should say. But yeah. Yeah. Any uh, final thoughts there, Matt? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just thought, like, you know, how God has set forth the, the use of this being of angels, right? You know, to, we talked about how some protect the heaven or protect the, yeah. the groups underneath them. We talked about, like, the HR kind yeah, of yeah. angels, you know, the archangels who protect us from evil. How God has given each of us a guardian angel. Like, God has really set, for out, set out for us a plan 
to be protected and guided by the angels in this heavenly realm. Like, and it and it just can, just sort of furthers the point that we are a heavenly people too. Like, yeah. we're created by God, and we're called to go back there, like to to, to experience this in its in its fullness. Like, that's the sort of the Christian vocation, right? Yeah. And and oftentimes, you know, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. We don't think of the angels because we don't. We don't see them, right? Or we also kind of misunderstand the angels. Yeah, you know? yeah. And yeah. I, if if I were to add anything, it would maybe be that that there there's uh, there's a reason that these things are veiled to us. Yes. Um, that there there can be kind of an unhealthy preoccupation or a need to understand what's going on in the spiritual realm. There's a reason why these aren't kind of directly manifest or apparent to us. Um, but I think that there there still is something we can do, or like. If we knew all that was happening in, you know, the spiritual realm, yeah. um, that what would what we do? We would ask the angels for their help. Yeah. We would ask <laughs> God to send angels as messengers, as spirits of wisdom, as mm-hmm. um, um, to aid us on our spiritual journey. Yeah. That, that's that's our part, or that's yeah. that's the the extent to which we can kind of engage with angels. That you you don't want to fall down the road of becoming obsessed with the spiritual realms, or like we we talked on another episode that um, you can kind of fixate on, oh, this is happening, or trying to do kind of um, some you know <laughs> angels and demons cause and effect in, in yes. you know what's happening in your in life, life, which you you, don't, yeah. you have no real means to verify. So exactly, what's what's the what's the import of that? If in, in, what do you Ask. do with that? Yeah. Ask for help. Ask for help. Ask yeah. God. I think too. So if people are looking for some fiction. Uh, with the angels in it, uh, one of the good books that uh, comes from the Christian bookstore, um, Pierced by the Darkness and This Present Darkness. Uh, Frank Peretti. Frank Peretti, yeah. They're great books that are they're completely fiction and they're not necessarily written by a Catholic author. Um, but they, they do show kind of a spiritual side to things that are happening in the real world. And it's cool. It's fictional. It is fictional. Yeah. Um, but it is a, it's a good read, I'd say. You know, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that, yeah, the same thing. As, as if, if you're coming at it from the perspective that this is fiction or this isn't yeah. kind of an interesting <laughs> idea of how this might be happening, yeah. then yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a good read. It's, it, I, I, I wish they would make a movie, and I know that they tried to make a movie on it because I geeked out about that. And, uh, they, uh, but they tried to make a movie, and he didn't want to release the uh, rights to having the producers create what an angel looked like. Oh. He wants to say, no, this is what, like, I want you to stay true to the story. And because they wouldn't do that, they wanted to Hollywoodize it, he said no. So there's not been, to this day, a movie on those books. But there was a lot of attempt. And even now, in 2018, I think they tried again. So Speaking of images, we'll share that picture that you yeah. had circulated yeah, we'll throw it about what, what the dominions and thrones and uh, biblically uh, accurate. Yeah. Biblically accurate. Yeah, yeah. We'll share that on our social media pages when... Uh, when, after people have listened to this episode. So that's all the time we have today. Uh, thanks for this topic. Yeah, thank discussion. you for letting I'm glad we got this talking. Yeah, about. it was good. And uh, if anyone has questions or things that they didn't understand, uh, you can uh, go through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, uh, numbers 325 to 350. So just 25 short little uh, explanations of the angels there in the Catechism of the Church. Or... If you don't want to dust off your catechism of the church, send an email to Matt. <laughs> the Catholic Buzz Podcast at gmail.com. And he'd be happy to give you some further direction. Okay. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, for Josh Sullivan and Matt Van Milgen, my name is Father Daniele, and we'll see you next time on the Catholic Buzz. <laughs>